0: The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory Glory to you, you, O Lord. Lord. He looked up and saw rich people putting their gifts into the treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two small copper coins. He said, truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them, for all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in all she had to live on the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. I invite you to pray with me this morning. Holy God, you have a word for us today, a word of comfort and a word of challenge, a word of hope and a word of guidance for our lives. Make our hearts soft and plant this word in us that it may bear fruit through our lives. Amen. Well, as I said, today is uh, Commitment Sunday, and so I decided this year I would preach a good old-fashioned stewardship sermon. Everybody ready, comfortable? What does that mean? Does that mean I go around twisting people's arms or lay on a little guilt or I thought maybe I could stand up here like an auctioneer and say, can I get a bid? Can I bid to get one over there, one over there? But I thought, no, none of that. Because stewardship isn't just, it's not about asking for money, it's about joy. It's about our hearts, right? It's about a gratitude. There's joy in giving. As I was thinking about it this week, I was reminded of a time early on when the pandemic hit. One of the things <clears throat> that happened, of course, is maybe we connected online in ways we hadn't in the past. And so in that time, I, <clears throat> excuse me, reconnected with an old friend. His name is Ronald Muyamba. He lives in Uganda. Ronald and I had served on a ministry team many years ago, traveling together, living together, serving the church together for a full year around East Africa and around the United States. And in many ways, he's like a brother to me, even though we haven't seen each other in person for 15 years. But as we connected online, he shared that he and others in his family were struggling because they, hadn't, they had lost their work during the pandemic there, and things were really shut down. And so Gail and I talked, and we decided that we wanted to support him, so we sent uh, some funds to support him and his family, uh, an amount that was pretty substantial for us, and he was overjoyed. But the thing that was amazing is we, too, were overjoyed to do this with him. And it was much more joyful for us to use our resources this way than to spend it on that new furniture we might want, or a new TV, or an extra trip, or to have it just sit in the bank just in case we need it, right? Why was there joy? Was it because the cause was so great? Well, it was, but that wasn't what brought us joy. Was it because his family's need was so great? Well, it was, but that wasn't what brought us joy. It's because I love my brother in Christ, and my heart was there, and Jesus says where our our heart is, our treasure is also. Well, today Jesus points our attention to this poor widow in the story who places two small coins in the offering. Now, you might have noticed this strange little cup with some pennies sitting in your pews today. Um, If you are so moved, you can take a penny or two out uh, to help us think about this story. Pass it down the pew and you can take a couple. That's right, I'm giving away free money on Stewardship Sunday. (laughs) But I think it's helpful for us to think about because Jesus points our attention to this woman and these two small coins, and yet he compares it to the gifts around her that are going in, these large sums of money, and he says that with this, she put in more than all the rest. It makes us wonder, what did she actually put in that day? Because she puts in two small coins, and pennies are the closest equivalent we have. They're worth almost nothing. The, the Greek word in the text is not actually coins, it's lepta. Uh, lepta is the smallest coin in use in that time. 128 lepta uh, equal just one denarius. So they were so tiny and so almost worthless. And there were 13 receptacles all around the the temple, so we don't know why she put it in this particular one. But uh, what we're told about these offering uh, places in the temple is they were very ornate, very elaborate. And maybe there were different ones for different types of offering, we don't really know for sure, but they were all very fancy. And I remember back to the time in the the heat of the pandemic when we had our little offering boxes at every door, those nice little wooden boxes. And then I was reading about the temple offering boxes that were like gold and brass formed in the shape of a trumpet. I think we missed the mark with our simple little boxes. But it's into this kind of expensive, elaborate work of art that she comes and puts just two little pennies, two copper coins. And Jesus. Make sure that the disciples see her, but not only the disciples, but all of Christianity for all time that we notice her. And it makes us ask, what did she put in that day that was so remarkable? You see, it's not about amounts, it's about hearts. She gave all. She placed her whole heart in there, her whole being into God's hands, everything she is. Which begs the question, what is worth giving our whole heart to? In Matthew 13, Jesus tells us several parables about the kingdom of God and something that's worth giving our whole hearts to. In 1344, Jesus says this, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid, and then in his joy goes and sells all he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding the one of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Which kind of sounds like bad planning, doesn't it? But it makes us wonder what is worth giving your whole heart to. I don't know how often you think about this question, but I guarantee that those who are vying for your hearts think about it all the time. And, and make no mistake, my friends, there are those out there vying for our hearts every day. Have you ever seen one of these things called a TV commercial? <laughs> right? There's a reason they tug on our heartstrings, because they want our hearts so that we will buy their product, be loyal to the brand, right? Right? I might just be trying to watch the Chiefs play a football game, and the next thing I know, there's this beautiful scene unfolding in front of me on the TV, uh, like this family driving down the most scenic road you've ever seen, and a beautiful vista opens up, and, and they're laughing together in the car, and they look, the parents look in the backseat, and their kids aren't even fighting. They're getting along, and then they smile at each other. The joy is palpable, the music swells, and, and, I, and I feel myself finding my, becoming embarrassingly emotional at this commercial, and then I finally notice it's that new shiny luxury SUV they're riding in that makes this all possible. <laughs> Nissan, you have my heart. <laughs> it's crazy, but it happens, doesn't it? All the time. We're trying to be coaxed into giving our hearts to a product or a brand, or or maybe it's uh, looks or the clothes we wear or what people think of us. There's this other group of folks that are that are competing for our hearts. Uh, Recently, um, what's the word? Um, uh, It's been all around. Oh yes, politicians. That's right, (laughs) vying for our hearts. I'm lifting up some of these kind of negative uh, ways, but there are good things, too. Great causes, important things, people and organizations doing great work in the world that want our hearts as well. But we have to wrestle with the question, what is worth giving our whole heart to? Your whole being, like this woman did, that Jesus wants us to see. So today, I, I want to tell you about my heart and what I believe in. This is a stewardship sermon, so this is the part where maybe I'm supposed to talk about tithing or how great the need is, where I ask you for money and then you look annoyed, but I'm not going to do that today. I simply want to tell you about my heart and why I feel like giving my whole heart to God's mission here through Good Shepherd, because friends, I believe that the church can change the world. It has, it is, and it will continue to. I believe that the church is the most effective and best way to make a difference in the world. I mean, when I look out at things in the world that are, that are going wrong and it breaks my heart and I wonder what can I possibly do uh, against this tsunami of struggle, I always come back to the church. Because as the church, we exist to create a world that looks different a world that looks more and more like the kingdom of God. Now, sure, there are many different organizations out there making a difference in the world, many groups and people doing good things. But see, I'm not just interested in making the world a little bit better. I'm interested in changing the world, transforming the world, redeeming the world. And how can we do that without the power of Almighty God? For some reason, the church is the way in which God chooses to move in this world to make it a better place. And and I believe with all of my being in this world, Jesus is calling us to create. Where hearts are healed and made whole and redeemed, where every child has enough to eat, where every human being knows a sense of purpose in their lives, I believe in creating a world where kindness and mercy, forgiveness and love are not the exception but the expectation Now, don't get me wrong, there are many other churches out there doing good ministry as well, doing great things. Some churches are bigger than Good Shepherd, much bigger. Some are doing X, Y, or Z better than we do, uh, much better maybe. So why Good Shepherd? Well, friends, I think there are some unique things about this place, some things that are specific to the calling God has put on us as the body of Christ in our role here. And I think in this world that we're trying to create that looks more like the kingdom, some of those things sound a little bit like this. I believe that every human being should have enough to eat, that no one should have to go to bed hungry, and that our lives are richer when we get to participate in creating this reality. I believe that, that life is better when we are in community across the generations with young and old doing life together, kids and seniors and everyone in between. I believe every person has inherent value and dignity and is infinitely loved by god i believe that everyone should be able to receive the grace and mercy of god through christ at this table with no exceptions no exclusions i believe in a world where everyone is welcome in the church to participate fully in this christian life together i i believe that every person needs loving community and has a desire to be known by and know others and to belong. I believe that every Christian, every one of us, is called by the Holy Spirit to use gifts to do ministry, not just pastors, not just staff, but all of us, and that life is better when we do. I believe in creating a world where every person knows the joy of a life that makes a difference, I believe that a community that has diverse people, differing ideas, and and varied experiences is a better way to live and, and enables us to do better ministry. And I believe we can't expect to change the world if we're not willing to let God change us first. Humility and repentance are scary things, but there's nothing too big for God to forgive. And I believe in creating this world like we hear in Galatians, where love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, generosity, and self-control shine like a city on a hill, like the rising sun. And I believe the only way to create this world, this kingdom vision that Jesus gives us, is by the power of the Holy Spirit given through the grace of God in Jesus Christ our Lord, the one who gave his whole heart, everything he had to show us what this world could be, if only we believe it. God is not giving up on this world, so neither am I. So if today is about joy and about our hearts, friends, the greatest joy in my life has been getting to create this world together, little by little with you, giving our hearts to do ministry, growing spiritually alongside each and every one of you. And friends, as we look ahead at the future, I hope, I pray, that you would want to give your hearts to this dream as well. We have an amazing staff. God has filled Good Shepherd with incredible people doing astounding things. And I hope today you feel the Holy Spirit pulling on your heart a little bit as well, speaking to you. I hope you'll give your whole heart, your whole being, to this world Jesus is calling us to create. It's an incredible life that we get to live together in Christ. So this week... I invite you to take a penny or two with you. Keep it close. Put it in your pocket. When you see it, think of how Jesus lifts up this woman who gave everything she had and how Jesus gave everything for us. And where is God calling you to place your heart? Amen.